Hi everyone and welcome to How to College First Gens, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be a first generation student before, during, and after college. For those of you who are new to our podcast, our goal here is to democratize knowledge that we've gained along the way, learn a little bit more about the first gen experience, and hopefully help others going through some of the challenges first gens experience by sharing lessons learned from fellow first gens. I am Luce, one of the podcast co-hosts and a first generation student myself. Today we are talking about health careers and specifically about what it's like to go into a career in physical therapy. From what the requirements are to what the career looks like and costs, my friend Daniel gives us his perspective on whether he thinks that after going through it all, he thinks all of it has been worth it. So join me as we learn more about this particular career path and what it entails. So thank you so much, Daniel, for joining us on the podcast. And why don't you go ahead and start with just an introduction about yourself? Thank you so much, Liz. I'm excited to be here. Hey, everyone. My name is Daniel Millar. I was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, and I am now a physical therapist. I've been working for about three years now. I am a son of Filipino immigrant parents. My parents moved here in the 90s and right before my oldest brother was born. So me and my siblings are the first generation born and raised here in the U.S. And I went to high school in San Antonio. I went to a healthcare high school at a magnet health high school. And then afterwards, graduating in 2012, I went to Rice University in Houston, Texas, majored in sports medicine and graduated there with my undergraduate degree in 2016. And then I knew I wanted to get into physical therapy school. And so I started that program right after graduating college and did that for about three years, graduating in December 2018. So it's been a little over three years now since I started. And yeah, I think just in general, my college journey, I think just like a lot of people, so much opportunities for personal and professional growth. And I think specifically, you know, thinking about my high school self and challenges I faced you know, going in was that, you know, my parents, they actually, they did go to college, um, but they went to college in the Philippines. So kind of navigating, you know, apply Texas, the common application, that whole SAT process, like me and my siblings were, you know, the first in our families to go through that. So I think that in a lot of ways was challenging, but I was blessed and fortunate enough to go to a, a magnet high school where a lot of my friends were kind of going through that together. So I think in a lot of ways that helped me in that whole process of, starting with college and then kind of getting to and through college. And I know we're going to talk about that a little more. So I'll save some of that content for later. Awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel. Yeah, I I agree. Definitely going to a high school where that mindset is part of the culture of the high school definitely helps that way you have those resources kind of readily available because that was my case too, that the high school I went to, the guidance counselor was always on top of it, providing all these opportunities. And had it not been for that, it would have been so much more difficult just trying to figure out you know, the different college app applications to fill out and, you know, what goes to where and all that good stuff. So how did you learn about physical therapy? And was that something you knew you wanted to pursue when you started college? Yeah, I kind of alluded to this earlier. I was pretty lucky because at my high school, our electives were oriented toward health and health related professions. And so our electives, instead of just, we had band and we had sports and things like that, but we also had mandatory like medical terminology for one year. And another year we, we would rotate through the hospitals. And so actually in high school, I got to shadow some physical therapists. And that's when I was first 
exposed to the profession, but it kind of helped me get a work study through my university to get a little bit more exposure while being able to pay for school. To answer your question, just first getting exposed, I was lucky enough to, before college, know that's kind of what I wanted to do. And my major, which was sports medicine, kind of fell in line exactly with my interests. So I was lucky in that regard too. Gotcha. And can you like actually break down what it means to be a physical therapist? Because I honestly, I can't say I know exactly like what that means specifically. How does that compare to just being a doctor or nurse or, you know, what have you? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first reaction you think of, I think, is when someone gets injured. Maybe a lot of y'all have played sports growing up and rolled your ankle during a basketball game or your knee really hurt bad after a soccer game or something. So as someone who is a physical therapist often is the one that you would go to to get rehab, to diagnose your injury, and then provide a treatment plan to help you get better from there. It's a little different than that medical nursing route because I think that's more the primary care like promoting life versus I think with physical therapy, it's more so quality of life. So it's not necessarily like an emergency, like live or die because of this scenario or because of your injury diagnosis, whatever. But um, it's to really after, you know, you're more medically stable is to get as functional and independent and back into doing the things that people love to do, which is like running and dancing and maybe if you're a kid playing your sport again. So you're just returning back to things that people love to do. I think you put it really well, like the quality of life. That's a great way to to look at it. You alluded to having been exposed to physical therapy while in high school, but did that change as you were going through college and learning more about the field? And, And did you really think about other alternative careers that you were interested in pursuing once you got to college and were kind of getting through and getting towards the end of of your college journey and figuring out what the next steps were going to be for you. I think I love this because I think every everyone's journey is a little bit different. A lot of my PT friends at some point in their life, exactly what I mentioned earlier, like they were injured and they actually received therapy as a patient. And I was fortunate enough that never necessarily happened to me. But as far as like where my interest molded and grew was, um, yes, I majored in sports medicine. So a lot of my classes in college were anatomy. We were studying, you know, all the body systems and we had a cadaver lab. So we got to see, you know, in real time what a heart looked like and what a brain looked like and the muscles and nerves. But then in a really real way, I also worked my work study was a student athletic trainer for the sports teams at Rice. So in order to pay for school, and I'll get into more later too, but a big part of that, my four years at college was doing this work study where I helped prep the sports scenes during practices. I would go to the games and help be on the sidelines and be an assistant to the athletic trainers that were on the field addressing injuries that could happen during a game. And I was lucky that a lot of my classes and things I was doing in the classroom were able to transition and transfer into things I got to do as a work study participant. And that was a really cool experience throughout my time. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And do you think that those kind of opportunities are pretty widely available for students if they wanted to get real world glimpse of what it's actually like to be a physical therapist and try it out and figure out, yes, this is for me or like, no, this is not what I thought it was. I need to look for something else. Think about schools in Texas, but just large in general, you know, college sports are so big. And so that just inherently means every college athletic facility usually has a on-site athletic training and physical therapy team that works for the athletes. So being an incoming freshman or something, you know, when you tour the stadiums and it's during orientation day, or they have those career day, usually there's somewhere that's 
advertising, the athletics department, that's where I would, you know, as an incoming freshman kind of ask and see what the opportunities are. Cause sometimes if you're lucky, they can't align with having those opportunities to be able to pay for school too, and kind of working together to build your experiences and pay for school at the same time. For sure. So you mentioned you did this during your four years at at Rice, but obviously that, that was just like with a focus on this physical therapist side of things. So how did you know that maybe there was other health related careers that you could potentially also like? How did you determine that it was physical therapy that you wanted to pursue? I think for me too, I've talked a lot about, you know, the sports realms of things. And that's kind of your first instinct when it comes to physical therapy. But when I was in college, I looked more into the field and I realized how diverse a profession it really is. You get, you know, one degree after undergrad, you go to, to get a doctor of physical therapy degree. It's three years And once you complete those three years, you have this one doctoral degree and it unlocks a wealth of opportunities to work in different settings. So for example, you could work, like I said, in sports, or you can work in a hospital, or you can work in a skilled nursing facility. So like a nursing home, for example, you can work with kids. I've worked with kids as young as one year old or younger learning how to walk. And I've worked even just this week, I worked with a 98 year old, someone who was 100 years old. Um, with that same one degree. So I think that's what kind of makes it different and unique compared to potentially like medical school, for example, where very challenging, but you get very specialized and you go into a residency for one specific setting and then you're kind of board certified in, in that role for the rest of your profession. Physical therapy is kind of nice because, for example, I said earlier, I worked for three years. The last three years I've been working with kids. And this past January, I actually started working with in a nursing home with with older adults. So that's kind of why I really do like this field. And during my college, I was able to get shadowing opportunities in different settings to really see like, oh, like, this is what physical therapy looks like in a hospital, but it looks so different from being in a sports clinic, for example. And I think that's what really drew me to this profession. That's really cool that it has like that built in variation where you can kind of pick and choose the different aspects. I didn't really realize that you had all of that opportunity built into the degree. So kind of talking a little bit more about the schooling that's required. So obviously you mentioned you had to go to college, get the college degree, and then go to school for getting this doctorate in physical therapy. So can you kind of describe what all the schooling requirements are and and maybe how that differs from the traditional medical path for like a doctor, for example? So the summary statement before I get on to the details, it is that undergraduate degree, however long it takes you to get. So that bachelor's like that's a requirement for all programs now as of a couple years ago. Once you get your bachelor's, then your senior year of college or maybe a little bit later, you apply for this graduate program. And then once you get in, it's like a cohort program and you take the same classes with the same group of 30 to 50 students the entire three years you're there. And then after those three years, you take your board exam, and then you become a physical therapist. A couple of notes, though, something I really want to hit on is even though I majored in sports medicine, and that's very commonly a path for a lot of physical therapy students, you can actually major in anything you want. So I had some classmates who were engineers, some classmates who majored in math or dance, humanities, some of my classmates, you know, took a gap year, or actually were in a completely different profession for like 10 years, and then switched into physical therapy. So even though I started when I was 23, 24, my oldest classmate was actually 35. And she actually had a two year old son throughout the program too. And I just want to bring that up, because I think it's important to say that like, 
there's so many different journeys going into it, but you can really major in whatever you want and make it your own too. And that's kind of a something I want to hit on. Something that's also a little different, unlike medical school, which if a lot of people are pre-med, they know that their entry exam into medical school is the MCAT and they have, you know, specific subject tests, physical therapy, and some of these other allied health professions. It's just, it's the graduate record exam, the GRE, which for those of you who are familiar with the SAT and the ACT from high school, it's similar, just a little bit, a little bit more challenging, but it's very much that math, reading, writing sections, but they give you the opportunity to apply to different graduate programs, which includes physical therapy as well. Yeah. So to recap the four years of college, three years of PT school, and then you become a physical therapist after all of that. For the PT school, are these like specific PT schools, like there are medical schools or are these graduate programs within universities? I would say they often fall in the allied health or the rehab sciences departments at a university. So just for point of reference, I think in Texas, they're When I applied, there were about 12 or 13 programs. Like, for example, in Houston, there's one at uh, Texas Women's University in the Medical Center in Houston. But that same department also has occupational therapy program. They have a speech therapy program and nutrition program. So it's several different graduate programs housed in one graduate school, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's definitely a little bit different than going to med school and all that good stuff. So I know with like people that want to be doctors, there's like the med school, then there's these like residency years and all these other years kind of on top of it before you're like, quote unquote, real doctor. So for PT, it sounds like after you're done with your additional three years of, of the PT school and get that doctorate in physical therapy, then you're pretty much ready to go practice as a physical therapist. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I will say the the last hurdle after graduation, after PT school, is that board exam. And I think the majority of health professions, whether it's nursing, physical therapy, occupational therapy, there's some kind of board exam, which is to get your license to practice. And think of it as like a big cumulative final exam that covers everything you studied for that previous three years. So it could be anything from, for physical therapy, you know, anatomy questions, what, what muscle attaches which bone to which bone, which nerves, you know, innervate that muscle to as specific as, oh, here's a patient scenario question. You're in the hospital, the patient's vitals or like their heart rate and blood pressure look like this. What is the first thing you should do as a physical therapist to ensure someone's safe? So that's just to say that it's a big comprehensive exam. But yeah, once you get that green light and you pass that exam, that board exam, you are certified, you can practice Um, in that state. So to give you a timeline, I graduated in December of 2018. I took my license exam in January of 2019. And then I started working as a physical therapist full time in February of 2019. So pretty, pretty fast shortly after graduation, but it was good to take it at you can take it honestly, I think they offer it four times a year and you don't have to take it right away. But you know, if it's fresh in your mind, you kind of want to take it so you can, you know, maximize that studying process and kind of get things moving. It sounds like it's maybe, I don't know if the the right word is is streamlined, but it seems like it's a little bit more streamlined than going the doctor route or something like that. So for those people that, you know, when they see the, the years and years of schooling to be a doctor and get terrified by those things, like, Obviously, there's a lot of other health careers that are available that have more set timeline that's still in in the health industry. 
So speaking about just, you know, your journey through becoming a physical therapist, so what, what would you say were some of the most challenging parts of getting through it and, and now that you are a physical therapist? I will say probably the thing that I think of most, like though the program itself was challenging because it is, I think it was nice because at that point, once you're in the program, it's it's things you enjoy doing typically. So like I said before, I really enjoyed anatomy. I, jo- I enjoyed being hands-on. I enjoyed learning things that I knew that I was eventually going to use in the work I do every day versus, which is a little bit different than in college where you're taking a lot of electives for sometimes to fulfill a graduation requirement. And that may or may not be something you're super passionate about. So I think that's, like I said before, uh, even though PT school is challenging, I think in a lot of ways it's, you're motivated because you're, you've earned your spot, you're there and you're doing what you want to be doing. So I think even more so what was challenging was actually that hurdle of just getting into PT school so full transparency, uh, I said this earlier, my both my parents did go to college in the Philippines, but they got bachelor's degree. And that, that was kind of the highest my family had ever, ever achieved. So I was the first in my family to actually go onwards to go to a graduate school. And navigating that was pretty challenging because unlike high school, where I had a lot of almost support just for people, you know, going through the SAT, ACT prep and, you know, college application processes, when I was in college, a lot of the advising was geared toward medical school and medical students. So they got all of that advising. And I felt like I, in a lot of ways, was navigating the application process on my own. And I had to do a lot of research on my own terms. And then just knowing that hundreds of applicants apply for these spots. And in any given year, there's only about 30 to 50 spots in each program, at least in the Texas schools. I don't want to speak on every program outside of Texas, but at least at the time when I applied, that was the case. So it was, yes, inherently competitive and it was hard to navigate in a lot of ways. And I think something that would help a lot for people is mentors and mentorship and just reaching out to whether it's a physical therapist you shadowed or just someone who's gone through it before, just having that support, I think is something that could help a lot for students who are interested, but don't know where to go next. Yeah, that's super helpful. So on the flip side, I guess, so once you went through this challenging process, you got there, what has been the most rewarding part of being a physical therapist? Rewarding side, I think it's really seeing patients reach the goals for the, that they made for themselves. And that's not to say that I take credit for all of it. I think a lot of times it really just shows how resilient patients can be in a process where, you know, they just got injured and there's, you know, there's a little bit of fear through that process of like, am I going to get to play my sport again? Am I going to get to walk again? This is that. So just seeing patients go from day one to, you know, weeks later where they're getting back to things they love doing, I think it's always so rewarding. And I, and I especially want to highlight my passion for pediatrics for a lot of, I worked in pediatrics for three years and just being able to see kids be kids and maybe walk again for the first time or be able to stand and balance just enough so they can do a dance move or, or play with their sibling doing a, a certain game. It's being able to see them, you know, reach some of those milestones that maybe previous to therapy, they wouldn't be able to do. And now because they've gone through physical therapy that they're able to do now. So that makes it really rewarding. And I think that's something special 
in physical therapy compared to some of these other health professions, because you really do develop these relationships with your patients the whole time. You're seeing them once or twice a week for several weeks or months at a time, and you're you're their primary provider. So you get to work hands-on for the full 30, 45 minute to hour session and develop those relationships with your patients and their families. And so that's kind of my my big why as to why I do what I do and what keeps me going for sure. Yeah, that's awesome to be present when they are able to reach their goals and like you can see their smiles on their faces and like you can celebrate with them. That's that's really awesome to be able to like partake in, in such a like momentous occasion for people. So that's super cool. Um, So moving on to a million dollar question here. Obviously, financing education can can be troublesome and, and tricky. And obviously, uh, people always hear about like all of this debt that people occur from like having to go to like med school, for example. So how did that look like for you in terms of getting through college, getting through PT school? How did you finance your, your entire education? That's a great question. And definitely something that I was really looking into when I, I was back in high school, you know, like I said before that, yeah, my call, my parents went to college, but they didn't go to college here in the US. So, you know, when you see the price tags of these colleges, you're like, how, how am I going to pay for that? Like, should I shy away from applying to things that are more expensive? Should I stay home? And I think, again, like I said before, every, every person's journey is a little different. I'm not going to say one was better than the other, but I was just a fortunate enough. I applied to some public schools in Texas, but I also just put my name out there and just tried to apply for Rice. I knew it was going to be competitive, but I just wanted to give it a shot. And I was lucky enough not just to get in, but get um, basically a half ride through grants and scholarships through Rice, which made it essentially a little bit cheaper than some of the public school offers that I was given. And that was really nice. But that also meant inclusive in my financial aid package was the work study that I alluded to earlier, where they said I had to do a work study. It could be whatever I want it to be, but I had to do it throughout the whole four years I was there. But I think that was helpful in a lot of ways too, versus just going for a normal retail job. I had previously worked a retail job at a mall, or I know some people who were servers or things like that in college. I think work study is a great route on the flip side, just because on the work study side, like they know you're a student, they're typically university program, whether it's, you know, the university library, housing and dining, mine was through university athletics, but I think they know that you're a student. And so on weeks where I had a harder week, cause it was midterms or finals, they were more understanding if I needed to lessen my, my workload for that week or like work an extra shift the previous just to kind of balance out a little better. And that was really important because I, I was working, especially during on seasons, like when it was women's soccer, we were doing two a days, which I mean, like we had a practice before 5am. And then we also had practice after classes at like 7pm anywhere. I was working from 25 to 40 hours in the week. And I still had my full classes and my caseload. So just kind of balancing all that was challenging. But I think for me, it was because it was something that I knew I was passionate about and things that I inherently like doing and made it worthwhile to do. And then kind of moving from that, looking at PT school, because that's another endeavor and another investment of time and money. Again, there's a little bit difference in the price tag for private and public institutions. And so I highly encourage those of you who are listening to kind of do your research and investigate further. But I was fortunate again, 
that's between the offers I was given from physical therapy school. I went to the University of Texas in El Paso and they had a great grants program to support some of these health professions graduates programs. And that meant I was able to get also a half ride to go to PT school. So a lot of the loans that I would have had to take in out were actually addressed earlier. So I didn't have to take out as much. And I think that's something definitely to consider when you're kind of weighing your pros and cons for choosing your school that you want to go to. Okay, so now that you've graduated, do you still have debt that you're kind of slowly chipping out? So I actually do not anymore. It's super exciting. I've been out for a little while now. And I guess just because of the loan repayment deferrals the past couple of years through COVID and stuff, like with not having to pay as much interest rates and everything, I just prioritized paying off as soon as I could before they reinitiated some of the interest rates. So I think people maybe might be prioritizing different things and because I'm now 28. So I have some friends who are, you know, building families or getting homes. So it's, you know, you're gonna put your eggs in different baskets. But for me, it was like, get your loans paid for as soon as you can. So we don't rack up more debt. Um, So luckily, I don't anymore. That's awesome. Congratulations that you are debt free. You (laughs) work as a physical therapist and keep all your money. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, it definitely sounds like if you do your research and are able to find these programs that have good grants available, then you can come out of it, you know, with with maybe minimal debt that you can pay it off within a couple of years and then be pretty secure. So that's that's awesome. Definitely. As we wrap up here, knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would do differently? And are there any maybe like tips that you would offer other students that are thinking about pursuing a career in in the health industry or or maybe specifically in physical therapy? To answer your first question, the easy answer would be that I'm just a believer in that things happen for a reason. So I I wouldn't change anything. But to to give the listeners, you know, a little more feedback than that, though, like if I really, really had to, I would tell my younger high school and college self that just really get involved in things that you're passionate about, and not necessarily just things you think are going to look on a resume. And I say that because I think having gone through interviews, not just for physical therapy school, but also in getting my first full-time job, a lot of times when they look at your resume, like it looks great if you have things listed on there, but a lot of times your interview questions are going to ask you specifically about why you were in this organization. So being able to speak more about, I think, your passions and things that you genuinely love doing, I think just kind of comes off as more authentic. And it's frankly, it's time well spent because you're, you're doing things that you yourself enjoy as opposed to what you think someone else want you to be doing because you think it looks good on a resume. And I say that thinking back all the way back to high school, I can't say I've that's always been the case. I would do things sometimes because I it, it seemed like the right thing to do because my friends were doing it. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, now it's been 10 years since high school. And I'm like, oh, like, what if I had done this? Like, this maybe wasn't something that was quote unquote, related to physical therapy in the traditional sense, but maybe it was something I was passionate about. And I would have loved to like, investigate further. So that's my big advice for those of you, because I know, you know, we all have limited time and we all sometimes can spread ourselves around a lot of different activities. So just be really selective in the way you spend and prioritize your time and what you do. And then just advice, just in general, I kind of said earlier, yeah, what's nice about my profession is you can major in anything you want. That also goes for medical school as well. You can take any major. So whether you're pre-med or not, you, I think in college, just really 
take the time, especially your freshman year to take classes that really kind of pique your interest. Cause you never know, like maybe you're going in as full fledged and going into health professions, but then, you know, your journey might change. Cause you actually found, you might've found something that wasn't something that was on your radar previously. And then for those of you that are listening that are specifically interested in physical therapy, I think something I want to give advice on is, so I did a work study and I was a student athletic trainer. Another opportunity for those of you that maybe don't work in athletics specifically, but do want us to get into a hospital setting or an outpatient clinic setting. They do have jobs as they call it a rehabilitation technician. And these are, as long as you're over the age of 18, you can apply for this job and it's someone who is an assistant to the physical therapists. So the, the people who help check patients in, disinfect all the services in you know, a, hosp- a hospital room or outpatient clinic room. And it's, it's a nice way to get paid for hours just because you do have to get I think nowadays it's a hundred plus shadowing hours in different settings in physical therapy before you even apply to PT school. So this is like a really good way to get paid while you're doing it and prove it over a couple years time while you're in college. And that's kind of one advice for those of you who are more specifically interested in PT. Awesome. Do you have any resources that you would recommend people check out or take a look at? Number one, first and foremost, is this podcast. Obviously, it's they're they're great just because I mean, yes, we're talking about physical therapy specific things. But ultimately, their mission is getting to and through college. And I think that's so important to consider because yeah, it's good to have your eyes on the prize and thinking about your career down the line. But this is like I said before, it's, it was like about a seven year process and having that support throughout the time and kind of navigating scenarios of, you know, whether it's imposter syndrome or financial literacy. I think this podcast is just a great job at that. As far as PT specific, I would say one that's really nice is, uh, and again, I'm kind of centered on Texas, is the Texas Physical Therapy Association page. It's called the tpta.org org is a nice website just to kind of get an idea of like where the different programs are in Texas. And they have the links on there for each of the programs, admissions directors, they'll show you like the prerequisite classes you would have to take to apply for their program. And I think that's a good start. There's also PT students on that page. There's a whole section that you could be able to reach out to some PT students that are currently in the programs. And if you have questions for them, that's a good resource to look at as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Daniel. It's been super helpful. I certainly have learned a lot about physical therapy, so I hope our listeners did as well. Thanks so much for having me. As you heard from Daniel, a career in physical therapy focuses on the quality of life. There's a pretty standard set of requirements to becoming a PT, but ultimately many paths that can take you there. In Daniel's case, he has found a career that has some built-in variety and one he feels passionate about that provides that primary time with his patients. He was fortunate to receive grants and scholarships along the way, but he also took out some loans, which he has now been able to repay within three years of working as a PT. His journey to becoming a physical therapist has certainly been worth it. Thanks again to our guests, and thank you for tuning in to How to College First Gen. As always, you can find us online at howtocollegefirstgen.org and find the resources mentioned in this particular episode on our webpage. If you prefer to reach us on social media, you can find us at howtocollegefirstgen on Instagram and Facebook and hccfirstgen on Twitter. Drop us a comment and let us know about your experience with this particular topic. 
Remember, you are not alone in this journey. Until next time.